0: Page experience update, June and July core updates, spam update, and the latest three-strike policy in Google Ads. This summer has been anything but quiet in Google. Lucky for you and us, we have been paying attention. I'm Liel Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media and author of Beyoncé Habla Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we always have two fingers on Google's algorithms' polls. Welcome to in camera podcast private legal marketing conversations grace
1: welcome back how are you today good how are you leo
0: doing great grace and i really hope that this time our audio is gonna be sounding like it should because last week grace i had a little glitch where my microphone was not the one fitting my audio into the system and therefore the audio turned out to be not great because it was being recorded through through my webcam. So apologize for that to our listeners, but I hope you can understand and see that we still felt that we should publish that episode because the content was still good, particularly because it was about podcast grace. And so... Now that we're back, I'm hearing that you were actually working the last couple of days in getting yourself mentioned in another podcast, which is great. And I think it kind of like makes a point to our conversation of the importance that there is and the massive opportunity uh, for exposure that exists in
1: podcasts, right? It's perfect timing, right? Considering we just recently had a a podcast about podcasting and getting involved in podcasting. So yeah.
0: (laughs) So great. This week, we'll use it to do a brief recap on some important news and updates that have been happening, particularly related to Google over the past 30 days. To get us started here, Grace, I would like to first mention, for those of you who may or may not know, at the end of June of last month, sorry, at the end of June, we saw two spam updates from Google. These updates are very particular because what they're trying to do is really combat fake websites or spammy websites from showing organically on on the search results page. So, the main objective of these updates is making sure that the pages that are getting listed are the right ones, right? Are legitimate and good quality. Pages for the users. And obviously, it's about removing spam and malicious content from being able to show up. And what it basically does is it audits and assesses, in the case of law firms, their websites to make sure that only websites that are playing by the rules, sort of saying, get to continue to rank. And the ones that are not obeying by the rules or by Google's best practices, they actually get removed. They just basically end up losing their ranking. So it's not exactly a core update because it tackles particular spam activity, but it is interesting that it actually took place in between two core updates one that took place at the beginning of June, and then one that really followed as soon as the second spam update took place at the beginning of July. Well,
1: you know, just like we always say, you know, big updates or any kind of updates in general, as long as you have your quality content and podcasts and you know, whatever it is that you do and it's quality on your website, this shouldn't affect you. And Google comes right out and says the same thing, you know, that if you're following their guidelines, which have been posted forever then you should be safe and secure in the knowledge that you are doing everything you're supposed to do for your users, right? It's all about Mm -hmm. the user. Mm -hmm. And that this should not affect you in a major way and that there's no reason to, um, as Google actually recommends, don't fix anything. Just go make sure, review the content that you offer on your site and make sure it's the best content that you can create because that's what Google is going to reward. Uh, Yeah. Think about that. So, Grace, let me just be a little bit more
0: explicit, because some people may be saying, well, what what does it mean, best practices? Why would something be considered spam? Because there is, I think, kind of like a fine thin line there that for some, particularly those who are outsourcing their web development services and their SEO strategies to third parties to agencies may not necessarily understand that there there may be some kind of like black hat techniques being used on their website that could actually get you penalized, get your site penalized um, when these type of implementations are further pushed to, to, to track down this kind of activity. So here's a few examples. Automatically generated content, right? So that's not a good practice. We've talked about it a million times. It's all about having quality content, original content, not duplicated content, not that content that be, that's that been manipulated in order to seem unique or or interesting, but it's not, right? For instance, I, uh, a term that comes to mind is keyword stuffing.
1: Anything like that? I mean, if yeah. you need to understand what black hat tactics are, uh, you know, think of all the things that you used to get pissed off about because you were clicking on something and it took you the wrong thing. That's not what you were looking for. No,
0: absolutely. And I, I think what you need to do, uh, keep in mind is that those were strategies from many years ago that used to somehow generate results. Not anymore, right? Uh, inserting personal injury lawyer. All over your website is not going to get you to rank for a personal injury lawyer. So, those are, that's an approach, an outdated approach that 100% shouldn't be present in websites nowadays, right? So, um, automatically generated content actually looks beyond that, but that would be one of the things that would definitely trigger. Now, um, insecure redirects. Again, we've just talked about poor quality content. We, uh, mentioned here hidden links or text which is a massive one particularly for black hat seo right i mean um hiding links and that's a real bad practice irrelevant keywords just as we've mentioned also keyword stuffing and uh abused of structured data markup right so as you can see here these are all kind of like strategies that, you tr- that are trying to play out google and google is saying no way we are going to make sure that we are updating our uh, spam detections protocols to ensure that uh, none of those sites that are abusing this get to rank. So, Grace, here is what I am saying and why I think it was important to bring this up as happening in between two audits is because I think what Google is trying to do, and again, I have really no other argument just, My own personal experience with these two last core audits and the spam uh, update sorry, core updates and the spam update is that Google is trying to, rather than having a huge, massive update like it was normal up to a few months ago for core updates to be rolled out to break it down into stages so the impact is not so catastrophic, right? Because one of the things, and I think you've mentioned this right before we jumped into this conversation, is that people kind of like had that uh, mentality of panic mode when a car update would come out because it could really substantially disrupt the organic traffic of your website and unstabilize your business. And people did not appreciate that, right? Even even if after a few days or a couple of weeks, things would settle and rearrange themselves back to be kind of like where they were before, it was still very disruptive. And particularly for bigger firms, bigger, bigger organizations that are really driving a significant amount of traffic every single day, this is very problematic. And I think that has backfired. Um, so, Grace, I think you were mentioning something about that that you've read on people, you know, kind of like getting pissed off <laughs> about having to rely and depend so much on Google.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I actually read an article just yesterday. I think it was. It was this week um, from another, you know, legal marketing company, basically telling uh, lawyers that you know you can't be held to. Uh, basically held hostage, right? That all of your marketing cannot be in everything Google because of these core updates or really any type of updates. And you and I have always said that really, that that you should never have one uh, bucket where all your marketing is going into, you know, and that's you as a digital marketer, that's what your bread and butter is. So, I mean, for someone like you to even say that, I, I think people need to really listen to that. But if you're doing it right and you have, Um, you, you have the information, the content that people want on your website. Yes, that, that there shouldn't be a big effect, but you will see rankings going up and down. And Google said that they're like, when we released a small update, and then even when we released a large core update, rankings will go up and down, um, based on the algorithm that's being pushed out and not to freak out too much, but that's the way it's going to go. Again, you can't ever have all of your marketing in one, all your eggs in one basket. So if you did do that and it's causing a significant havoc on your advertising and because your rankings are no longer coming up or something like that, well, then there's something that you you need to look at, right? That's definitely something that has to be uh, assessed. Look at the strategy that you're currently using in your digital marketing and your marketing as a whole and try not to put all your eggs in that one basket. You can't do that anyway. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I do
0: agree uh, with the fact that, you know, it's important to diversify, right? And not to solely be um, relying on organic traffic for your site. Sorry, for your marketing efforts. I think it is very important to actually have a strong paid strategy. And paid strategy, um, it's not just limited to Google Ads. I think your brand awareness and, in general, social media campaigns are going to be equally important. But what I do think, however, is that we're starting to see that at least these past two core updates were not very, very disruptive, and particularly not for the legal industry right? We're not amongst the category with most volatility, neither on the June or the July uh, core updates. And so there shouldn't have been that much uh, fluctuation on the rankings. And the other reason for that is just doesn't really have to do a lot with the way in which um, Google is rolling out these core updates. But it's also a lot of it has to do with the fact that Google has been very anticipatory about what are the factors that they're gonna be looking into implementing and favoring as they're rolling out under new core updates. So that I think a lot of the people who are actually do and are working on their SEO strategies have had enough time to assess, to address, and to prepare for. And obviously, you know, these are the pages that are ranking uh, frequently on the first page. And that's potentially why um, the volatility hasn't been crazy. Now, it's just in case you are curious as to, okay, so who suffered in June and July, science and pets and animals, like science, pets and animals, those really uh, saw a lot of volatility on both core updates. Um, shopping and beauty was only during the July one. And then during the June one, we had auto and vehicles, health and travel, right? so. As you can see, legal or law is not part of those that experience some serious volatility. Now, Grace, what really happened on this update?
1: So um, let's have a look. I don't know if you want to start, but there's uh, one thing that I think was kind of super interesting that I kind of came across uh, as we were talking, actually, and that's uh, no more preferred domain setting. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know if people really know what that means, but if you did anything with your URLs, you know, like the actual domain of www.thelakelawfirm.com or thelakelawfirm.com, you know, just by itself, those are the different URLs that you could tell. Before, you could tell Google uh, what your preferred URL was. Um, now they're trying to basically simplify it by... Uh, Saying that they're going to either choose for you or that's just the the domain that pops up and that's the domain that that it's going to be. They call it canonical. Like, I don't even know. I know it's hard to, it's a word that's very hard for me to pronounce sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, you're saying it right, actually. Yeah. (laughs) Um, URL. um, What do you think about that? That seems interesting. Yeah, no i mean
0: google wants to streamline things and as with everything right just like we did with page speed or with uh mobile uh optimized sites they're, they're 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 trying to get web developers to um streamline and start setting their sites in the direction that google knows is best for user experience. And that makes all the sense in the world to me. Now, um, here are a few things, right, just to close on the on the July core update. So um, as a whole, being categorized as one of the milder recent core updates, and it's really shouldn't be coming as a surprise after everything that we've mentioned, a large portion of the, Volatility that was right, it was not a lot of volatility, but what was there was actually corrections and reversals from the previous core update in June, and that's another thing, right? I mean, we know that that's kind of like the way things may look like after a major core update, it'll take some time to reorganize, to rearrange, or to reverse some of those issues. And so now during the July core update, really the main disruptions that took place in June were addressed. And that is what causes the volatility it was as a result of correcting what actually got disrupted in june and just as a reminder to everyone right i mean you know um it's still recent uh this car update happened on the first uh, couple of weeks of july and you know pieces are still falling into place so don't panic and Most importantly, continue working on your website's page experience, on your speed, on creating amazing content, and keeping it error-free. And I think, Grace, you know, as long as you're doing those things, you're probably going to be fine. What are your final thoughts on the core update?
1: Um, final thoughts are, uh, Google is trying to make things easier for people more locally, right? I mean, COVID hit a lot of us on a lot of levels and, you know, things went remote and things become a little more difficult for a lot of people. So, um, there are just two things that I want to mention that they also did. Um, that's not necessarily part of the update, but what they're doing to make things easier for people locally and also as a whole. And that's, they added uh, local webmaster conferences um, because they know people, it's difficult for people to fly internationally. Um, So these events are going to be aimed at helping local experts, um, you know, to cater the wants and needs of their actual customers within their regions. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, but that's, you know, something that they're going to be bringing to the local areas, um, I guess kind of like the Google guides, right? Cause they do the Google guide events and stuff. Um, for those of you that know anything about that, that's just like a, you know, when you review food places and locations and stuff like that, you can be a Google guide. Um, so they're taking the webmaster conferences local.
0: Yeah, no, that's great, Grace. That's really, really nice to hear.
1: So Grace, I want us to shift now to another,
0: um, I would say it can Fall under the uh, Google recent updates, and that is a new three strike policy that Google is going to be introducing to Google Ads. And so, this is actually quite revolutionary, Grace, because right now there is not such thing. You you can still you know get penalized for um, any violations that you're doing in Google, but there is really no such as a particular guideline as to how, how you're gonna be getting penalized, Grace. So the first thing that I need to point out, so this is particularly for Google Ads as a whole. Now, let me read out for you what is Google saying about this, and it's a little bit of a long paragraph, but I still think that it's important. So it says, warning and strikes will be issued for violations of our enabling dishonest behavior, unapproved substances, and dangerous products or service policies. This includes ads promoting deceptive deceptive behavior or products such as the creation of false documents, hacking services, and spyware, as well as tobacco, drugs, and weapons, among other types of content. So, Grace, obviously, you would think, huh, Common sense. I don't do any of those things. The thing here is that it's not just that. Those are kind of like some examples that Google is putting out there. And what happens with Google, particularly when we're looking at some practice areas that handle things like debt relief or debt consolidation or bankruptcy, Um and and even sometimes with personal injuries, sometimes with sexual abuse, right? These are very gray areas for Google, right? Because it's hard sometimes for Google to tell the difference between a legitimate campaign that it's trying to protect and defend people or users who are trying to scam people. And so it's gonna be very important, right? To uh, very carefully look at how these campaigns are gonna be set up, at how the copywriting is gonna be set up, and at having a very, very good communication with, uh, particularly for ad managers, with their uh, Google account representatives to make sure that they're proactively addressing any any potential red flag that Google may perceive, because this could actually be uh, flagged as violations, right? And so, why is the three strike format to be taken seriously? Well, because as you kind of expect, after you do a third strike, something will happen, and in this case, your campaign is gonna get closed, like shut down. Okay, so let me let me do a quick walkthrough. What are the stages here? Okay, or the first uh, violation is gonna be a warning, right? So you're getting notified. There is no penalty. So that's kind of like an extra chance that Google is giving you. Because after this warning comes the first strike. And to actually qualify as a first strike, you need to break the same violation. You need to make the same violation that you got the warning for. And that needs to happen within 90 days of the first one taking place. And at that point, there is a penalty and that would be that the account will be placed on a temporary hold of three days, okay? And your ads are not gonna be running. So that is 10% of your month. Now you're not gonna be able to run ads because of that penalty. Now there is a second strike and then it's basically the same criteria. You need to have violated the same policy within a 90 day period And now the um, suspension is going to be for seven days. And obviously during these seven days, now you're not going to be able to run ads. So now you're losing close to 25% of your monthly advertising period on this penalty. And then the third strike, right, which as you can imagine is a violation of the same policy within a 90-day period, you actually get your account suspended for good. So, Grace, this is, as I've said, something to be paid attention to, because if you are not acting proactively when you're getting those first warnings and rectify them and get them to hopefully not be considered warnings, you're going to be uh, looking at a potential uh, penalty on your the next thing that comes after your warning the first strike right and and that could be that that could uh, certainly be uh, disruptive for a lot of law firms who have faced these type of challenges. So um, I think this is super important, super relevant, something that needs to be talked about and something that needs to be acknowledged, planned to. I think it's very important and it's a great exercise to, as you know, whether you're doing it as part of your recertification of your Google Ads or certificate, uh, to also review the. Um, the, the policies that Google has, and and proactively plan out as to how can you make sure that you can keep your campaigns running without triggering Google. And when Google gets triggered, then having a, a, a good and fast and proactive response.
1: So I actually have personal experience with this. I don't know if you recall, um, many, many years ago, actually, um, we had a manual spam action that was placed on the Jacovino and Link website. Uh, We had hired, I don't know if you remember that. um, Okay. And Mm -hmm, uh, yeah, so what happened was we had hired somebody to do SEO uh, because we wanted to get involved in, actually it was hired by the law firm. Um, I had, I was on, I think it was fairly new actually, um, maybe a few months in. And um, I was told that this person was really good at SEO for uh, maritime law specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to give them access, but to watch, obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, what they're doing on the website. So I did. um, I gave them access and I allowed them, um, you know, to make certain changes. Comes uh, December 23rd, the day before uh, Christmas Eve. I see, and because I I get notifications, obviously, from uh, the search console, uh, webmaster side of it. And I got a manual spam action placed on the Jacobino link website. Uh, yeah.
0: So it sim- it's similar to manual actions, Grace, yeah. uh, which are more related to your website as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so basically, kind of like this is a similar thing, but this yeah. now is addressing your right.
1: campaign. Right, the
0: ad. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. but 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 I think, you know, the the impact, the comparison, the gravity of it. I think it's comparable yep. because a lot, a lot is at stake, and particularly for those law firms who are actually uh, heavily relying on their on their paid search campaigns, you know, a three-day suspension can can represent a lot of uh, missed opportunities. Leave alone a seven-day suspension. Leave alone a, a full, a complete suspension, which which. We do need to acknowledge that may not be so easily overcome by saying, well, I'm just going to go ahead and open a new account, right? No. Because, well, I mean, you know, it's not impossible, but it no. may not necessarily be an easy solution to take. And Google may still, the moment that it identifies it as being related to your business, uh, may potentially do something about it. We don't know, right, Grace? I mean, right. those are kind of like, why push things to the extreme? Why do you? Why do you want to... Figure it out if that's going to be the case. So I, I think the takeaway on that one is just look look at your track record. Look, look how frequent and how many suspensions you've been getting lately. What has been the reasons for that? And start strategizing yes. as to what you can do to try to avoid that, those. Right. So, so
1: great. Google came out with something. Um, you know how they they're doing this local web local webmaster thing. They also came out with a new um, SEO myth busting channel. So yeah, so they're on their Google search central YouTube playlist. It's a new SEO myth busting series. So mm -hmm. there is something that people can do to actually see what's going on. You know, you can find out I mean, because there's so many SEO companies, there's so much information out there. And Google realizes that this could be a problem for people. So they put out a new channel, or a series in their channel, that's gonna allow people to figure out why, you know, and, and see. Directly, yeah, that's that's nice, and that again is gonna help
0: uh, for making sure that, particularly for the things that we've just mentioned now about the core updates and right. such, right. Um, to stay on to stay on track, understand the reasoning, understand the impact, and you know, particularly I guess learn. Google is all about wanting to educate users about what is it that they can do to to keep themselves relevant or to gain gain relevancy. Right, because it's all—I mean—in the eyes of Google, it's all about like, do you deserve to be the first um, website to rank? It's not about what you want or what you think you deserve. It's about what Google thinks is going to actually help most the users, and you need to earn it. Right? It's, it's an award it's system. But kind of, yeah. I agree. It—it it, almost—it's almost like uh, uh, an award system that Google rates and say, well, who is who is the site? Who is the business? That is most relevant for this search query, and that actually deserves by its own merits, not by trying to play out the system to be there. And um I I think Grace, uh, as as you're saying here, uh Google is trying to um, you know, as they've mentioned and they've been communicating since the beginning of this year, to shift towards transparency, shift to- towards letting users prepare themselves, understand and be more in control as to what's happening both on their search campaigns and on their websites and i think that's a move towards that right i think it's good to know that uh, this step is being taken to try to get fraudulent players out of the system which i think it would be great because unfortunately there is still a lot of I, I, i would call them not legitimate advertisers getting away with campaigns, and it, it, I think hopefully this will help uh, reduce that. But at the same time, you just need to make sure that you're not leaving any room in your own campaigns to potentially be um, affected by it. So, Grace, I think it's time for takeaways based yes. on what we've gone, and you've you've already come with some good ones uh, as we've as, as we've gone through the conversation. So, what would you make takeaway number one, Grace?
1: Don't freak out. Because legal was not one of those as greatly affected, right? Yeah. I mean, it was other it. industries, right? You go, whew, you're okay. It's not right. the end of the world. Um, if you saw your rankings go a little bit up and down, move a little bit. Remember, they did two updates. It was the one for spam stuff, and then the next was a more of a core, and they released it, one to fix the one before. So if you saw some weird things happening on your site, um, obviously pay attention, but don't worry so much that that happened at that time frame. So it will all level out. And again, legal was not one of those as affected. So yeah. you're good.
0: Yeah, absolutely great. And and just one that I want to point out here, because I don't think it's going to be worth its own takeaway, is if you lost some ranking and somebody else now is uh, above you, then have a look, right? Analyze a little bit how their website looks like, right? Um, how How is it structured? What are the different things that they have? What are some of the um, uh, websites that are linking to this website, which probably you, you do need to use uh, SEO focus tool like SEO, SEM Roche or ARFS, but, or SpyFu, but, you know, if you're working with an agency or such, that that information should be available to you. So that, that's just one thing, right? It's not, it's not, it's not a top secret. It's just looking at what, has convinced Google that is worthy of a better rank. So um, takeaway number two.
1: So to me, takeaway number two is there are so many resources out there, right? I mean, I just went over two pretty big ones. Um, I can make them their own takeaways, but I'm not going to because I think it's just, pay attention that that Google does give information. And if you're not 100% comfortable with what you're reading, because it can be very technical, which actually that's what Liel and I were talking about before we even started. We were debating whether we wanted to get into this because of how technical it can be, but there are resources. And I say this all the time, reach out to someone like Liel, who can give it to you in layman's terms that can explain these things that are happening to your site or that are not happening if that's what you're looking for, right? So there are resources out there. Google themselves have the, um, local webmaster conferences. They have their Search Central YouTube, and now they also have the SEO Myth Busting channel. So get out, get out there, ask for the information, read up. You know, you're a lawyer. If you're, you know, if you're in legal and you're a lawyer, you're used to research. So go ahead and 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 reach out and get that information that you you need to make sure that your business continues uh, moving right? It's not, websites are not set it and forget it. Ads are not set it and forget it.
0: With that being said, Grace, I also think, you know, while it's important to understand and educate and have a general understanding, it is also important that, you know, SEO and search engine marketing as well, as much as they've become popular and we're aware of them and we know they exist and it's something that every business has to acknowledge and deal with, and a lot of information has been put out there by nature, they're not meant to be easy, right? And it's good to have a general understanding of how it works of what are the trends, what are the things that uh, Google is saying are important in relation to those strategies. But from there, to really try to have a granular understanding of things, it will mean that you're actually detracting from what you are actually should be doing, which is helping your clients. So I'm just saying be realistic with how much understanding you want to have of things and how valuable can it be to actually have the right partner to help you get your SEO or pay-per-click campaigns taken care of in a way that you can still leverage those two very powerful platforms without having to break your head against the wall trying to figure out what's happening there because there is nothing to feel bad about it these are not easy Things that one should be able to understand just by reading them for the first time, or the second time, or the third time, without actually having any hands-on experience, right? Even, Grace, to be very honest, myself, um, a lot of the things that our SEO strategists explain to me, I I really need to to get visuals and get them to explain it to me as if I was a kid because it's not really easy, right? It's not. It's it's a lot of technical. There is a mix between web development elements to SEO technicalities that it can get complex. So again, understand the value that having the right partner is actually uh, generate for you by uh, keeping you on the loop of all these things without having you have to go through the motions of do the entire research yourself. But Grace, I'll give you a point that it's 100% good to stay updated and be aware. And there is resources that make it now easier to do that. So we have one more takeaway, Grace. I think
1: for me, the the last takeaway is uh, even though I, I kind of said it at the beginning, I, I kind of want to close it off with the same thing. And that is, you know, don't freak out when these updates come out. Um, I know I said it again and again and again, and I'm going to say it again and again because I think that it's hard for us as uh, in the legal service industry not to freak out when there is a big change. And anytime Google comes out with a change, it feels like a major change to everybody, even if your rankings aren't as affected. But you're wondering when it's going to happen, or if it's going to affect your rankings at some point. So. I know that it's not really a takeaway, but it's more of a uh, put yourself in the right frame of mind when you see these updates come through. And when we do these podcasts about updates in Google, because it's not the end of the world. It's just a reminder to review what you do have and make sure it's up to par, up to the user's experience, and that you're giving the client what they're looking for. Because that is the ultimate goal of anything that you put out there content-wise. And that's what Google wants.
0: Yeah. Well, Grace, that's really good. And it's a good point to always make. I will transform this into an actual takeaway because I think it's super important to bring up the three strikes on pay-per-click. I think it's 100% necessary for you, if you have and you're running campaigns, to make sure that you are proactively preparing for this rollout which is 30 days away from us and be proactive about not getting violation uh, penalties because this could actually have really really uh, bad impact on your campaigns on the visibility of your ads You want to make sure that this does not affect you, and you do that by making sure that you review your campaigns where uh, violations have been raised in the past and strategize how can you avoid making them or take a proactive approach as to how can you alert Google about anything that may be perceived as a violation that it isn't. So Grace, with that being said, I think we are putting an end to another conversation and we'll be back next week with another one. That's right. Next week, another
1: podcast for everyone. All right, Grace, take care. Have a great rest of your day. You too, Leah. Bye.
0: If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your coworkers, leave us a review, And send us your questions at ask at incamerapodcast.com. We'll see you next week.